2, 1 through 7. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Obedience is an appropriate word to describe Joseph and Mary. They obeyed God's word and they obeyed the decree of, Ro- of the Roman emperor. God did not ask Mary <clears throat> if she were willing to carry and deliver the Savior, but rather through the angel he announced this. Rome did not ask if people minded the new census; they just ordered it. Joseph and Mary compiled with the will of God, with the will of the emperor and the will of God of the universe. Their obedience was not rewarded with an impressive suite in a luxury hotel, but with a crowded little town in a manger, a feed trough for their baby. Jesus too was born out of the out of the obedience of the will of God the Father. The result of their obedience is that we have the promise of eternal life through Jesus the Messiah. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Jesus's obedience to come to the earth. We offer ourselves to you in obedience and out of love. We want to be obedient to your will in every area of our lives. We thank you in Jesus's name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Awesome, ladies. Thank you so much. Amen. Give our young people a hand. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Amen. So proud of our young people. And we're excited for today. Today we're remembering all the precious promises and and uh, that have been fulfilled through the birth of our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me just remind you. Um, tomorrow we are uh, FedExing some gift cards up to uh, the church in. Uh, Chico, that is the, the congregation from Paradise, and Pastor Jack Wright. And on Tuesday night, they're having a community uh, service for families from the Paradise community that uh, have literally lost everything through the the fire there. And so we were able to. And he shared with me, uh, and I just want to say thank you for empowering us to be able to give and to bless. So out of our missions, we sent um, gift cards to them, and they gave them away. Uh, right before Thanksgiving and uh, or right the Sunday after Thanksgiving and families were just so blessed and thankful for that he said families were crying and weeping that people would love them that much to give them who don't give to them that don't know them and uh, so we're sending up gift cards and so uh, if you would like to be a part of that or so into that you can see one of the ushers after service and uh, you can uh, make a contribution we'll make sure uh, that you get to be a part but we want to bless families amen so thankful for what the Lord has done in that and uh, looking forward to uh, being able to be a blessing there and talking to Pastor Jack we're trying to schedule to have him come down and share a little bit uh, looks like maybe the first Sunday of February to have him come and be with us on a Sunday night how many would show up for that amen that'd be a great evening to come we'll have our prayer service and have them here and pray with them and believe with them amen well this year our Christmas program our theme is the light has come 
And uh, everything about Christmas really kind of is accented by light. And in the Gospels, John's Gospel in the first chapter, he makes this declaration concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, all things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of all men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. But there was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. But the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many, I love this, as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. Think about that. Through God's gift of his son to us, we've been given the right to become the children of God. Amen? so wonderful in our heart. You see, Christmas is an amazing time of year. Our world is transformed into a world of lights. Everywhere we see the illuminating decorations of Christmas, all because one child born on one day for one reason, to be the light of the world and to bring the light of God's love and redeeming grace into the lost and darkened world, to be the light that would save the world. Every year at this time, there's one thing that stands out more than anything else. One thing that sets this season apart from any other, and that's just a light. We think about Christmas decoration. Our sanctuary is lit. We've got lights everywhere. But I forgot to plug in these lights. And she said, well, hey, what happened to those lights? So you can't have Christmas without lights. <laughs> because that's what happened. Lights are part of what God brought into our life. Think about it. Everywhere we look, our world is decorated with lights at Christmas. We go to tree lighting ceremonies. We drive our kids and grandchildren around the neighborhood to see the lights. We go to malls to see them. How many have been through a neighborhood to see the lights so far? Amen. A few hands, some of you. If you need to know where some neighborhoods are, ask some people with little kids. Praise the Lord. They'll tell you where all the neighborhoods are. Amen. And so we think about that, about all the light. Even our Christmas trees, we light them with lights. And people say, well, why do we light a Christmas tree with lights? And part of it, I'm not going to go into all the history behind Christmas trees. We are not pagan worshipers. The part of a Christmas tree in that is that Jesus, we use the evergreen tree because Jesus turned the tree of death into a tree of life. Amen. And so it signifies light. But this is what happened. People say, well, when do we start putting lights on the tree? I'm glad you asked that question. Let me tell you the story. The story is told that, that it was a cold winter's afternoon in, these dense, in the dense German forest. Martin Luther did not notice the sun setting down and the sky growing dark. His thoughts were on the sermon that he was preparing. The forest soon became alive with the night sounds of owls, wolves, and other wild creatures. As he shivered, he pulled his coat tighter around his shoulder. Then he quickened his pace, saying a little prayer for comfort. 
as he went his way. The forest grew darker. He scurried along, continuing to pray that he would not cross the paths with a wild animal. He glanced up to see the night sky filled with tiny pricks of light, twinkling blue and silver through the branches of the evergreen trees. What could they be? Stars, he said suddenly, as he realized what he was witnessing. Lights from heaven to guide and comfort me. Just as the star led wise men to the stable that first Christmas. What a splendid theme for my sermon, he thought. He smiled up at the twinkling sky. He was no longer afraid. Feeling safer, Martin Luther looked around for a small tree that he could take home for Christmas. He found a young fir tree, pulled it up, and dragged it with him through the forest. Think about that. How many have ever gone tree cutting? How many have ever gone tree pulling? Maybe he'll start a new family tradition next year. At long last, he was safe home. He quickly prepared the little tree, hoping to surprise the family. As he looked at the window, he noticed a triangle-shaped candle holder by the table by the window, on the table by the window. Shortly after, Martin Luther called his family in so he could tell them about his long walk through the dark, dangerous forest. Everyone gasped at the sight of the little fir tree. For it was customary to hang Christmas trees upside down from the ceiling beams, leaving them undecorated. How many have your tree hanging upside down? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I did not expect any hands. That's awesome. Praise the Lord. Yeah, I'm just, I mean, I need to focus, focus. Amen. So, yeah, <laughs> that is awesome. Amen. I'm coming to your house for Christmas. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, yet Martin Luther had placed Martin, Martin Luther. Yet Martin Luther had placed his little tree. This is awesome. Had placed his little tree upright in a pot on a high table. The candles had been removed from the triangle. How many have candles on your tree while it's hanging upside down? You got two. Praise the Lord. Amen. So he'd removed the candles from the, the holder, and they were now upon the tree. And this was the beginning of the very tr first Christmas tree light. Martin Luther went and told the story of what he had done and what he experienced to his congregation. He preached his message, and after that, people began decorating Christmas trees with the light. So the family gathered around as he told them what had happened earlier that evening. He said, just as I was getting very frightened, I saw the stars twinkling through the trees as if God was saying, don't be afraid, for I am with you. And that's when I realized the theme for my sermon. God's light shines through the darkest night for everyone. But sometimes you have to look up to see it. So even the lights on our Christmas trees were inspired by the light of the stars in a vision that Martin Luther had while walking through the forest at night in the time of reflection with God, being captivated by the glitter of the stars shining through the evergreen trees and marveled at the glorious light of God's creation and he remembered the promises of the light of the world in the gift of God's Son and the promise of God to be with us.
All right, that's good stuff right there. Amen. That is awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, think about that promise of God with us. His light shining into our lives to displace the darkness and the fears of this world. The light of His love leading and guiding and directing us. All because a child was born one glorious night. Bringing joy and pronouncing peace on earth. Christmas is the time each year when we are to remember that God so loved the world that He gave us His Son. Born of a virgin in a manger to be the light of our life. And it all started... Right here. Every year at this time, we jump into the middle of a story that's been told for hundreds of years. It's a story of cities decorating their streets and their sidewalks. It's a story of trees and ornaments and fireplaces, of gifts and wrapping paper and ribbons. There's expectation, and wonder, and hope. A deep hope that drives us back to the beginning of the story. Because it all starts here. It starts in a manger, with a baby, and an angel, and a scared teenaged girl in love with a misunderstood young man who thinks she's worth it. It's about a child who will bring light into darkness, joy into despair, revealing a God who will redeem it all. A God who is leaving the glory of heaven to pursue the glory of a cross. A God who is becoming flesh and blood and skin. A God who is loving and offering all people a pathway back into the relationship for which they were created. It's too rich to comprehend and too beautiful to dismiss. This is Christmas. This is the story of stories. And it all starts here. Why him? Will 
with all the rulers in the world Why here inside this stable filled with hay Why her she's just an ordinary girl Now I'm not one to second guess what angels have to say But this is such a strange way To save the world To think of how it should Jesus knew the reason love had to reach so far And as he held the Savior in his arms He must have thought, why me? I'm just a simple man of trade Why him with all the rulers in the Inside this stable filled with hay Why her? She's just an ordinary girl And now I'm not one to second guess What angels have to say But this is such a strange way To save the world Now I'm not one to second guess what angels have to say But this is such a strange way to save the world This is such a strange way to save the world This is such a strange way to save the world. Amen. Think about that. We look at our lives and we think, you know what? All the problems and all the circumstances that we face. And you tell me that believing in a child born in a major who grew to be a man who died on a cross, that's my answer. Yeah, it is. That God sent his son to be our savior. And so it all starts here. The birth of a child who would grow to be the savior of the world. 
His transforming power now shining the light of hope into every corner of darkness in our world. You know, wherever you go in the world, you will find that His light is shining there. There is no place too remote, no region too dark, that the light of God's love won't pierce through it. Sue and I have had the privilege to travel to several other nations around the world. We preach the gospel. We've been around parts of this nation preaching the gospel. No matter where you go, you find that the light of the glory of the gospel of Christ shines forth bright in every place. Amen. The truth is this. That darkness cannot repel light. Think about all the places where they've tried to shut the gospel down. And in the places where the oppression is the strongest, the church is growing the brightest. Amen. When people are being persecuted, put to death, imprisoned, and threatened in every way, they are still receiving the light of the glory of the gospel of Christ. Because light pierces darkness. Maybe today you feel like your life has been shrouded by darkness and there's no escape. Fear grips your heart and causes you to slip further into darkness, hoping to find safety by hiding in the shadows. But when the light of God shines upon our hearts, it reveals the lies of the darkness, setting us free and calling us forth from the shadows and the tombs of this world, just as Jesus called forth Lazarus from the grave. Amen. We live in a dark world, but in the darkness there are lights. Lights upon lights. They're beautiful when you look at them from here. It's like you're looking down on a sky full of stars. Some lights are bright and colorful and constant. Others are so dim you can barely make them out. Some are so bright that they light up entire areas around them. Every one of these little lights has a story. Some of them tell a story of brokenness. Some tell a story of hope. Some tell a story of reconciliation, or pain, justice, or loss. Some tell a story of mistakes. Others tell a story of forgiveness. The Bible says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. We have a light that glows inside of us. It tells a story. It tells the story of hope. Of something better. Of redemption. The brighter we shine, the more people can see what God has done in us. So keep your light on. It might light the way for someone to see Jesus.
hardships, disappointments, discouragement, failures, and at times even rejection. We've all tried to hide in the darkness with our pain, hoping to protect ourselves by hiding in darkness. But then the light of His love comes and shines upon our hearts. Everything that we thought we needed to hide from is now displaced by the healing rays of hope and comfort. He draws us out of the darkness Enlights our lives with his love and now sends us to be a light to those who were like us, hiding in the darkness. The psalmist said it like this. He said, Lord, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And God directs us and he leads us. Think about that. He came to us as the light of the world and he sends us to bring his light to the world. He comes, He shines in our heart, displaces all the fear, all the hurt, brings His amazing grace and His hope into our lives. And then He says, now, go let my light shine through you and tell others and share with others the good news that the light has come.
the absence of light, the loss of direction, no frame of reference, the presence of fear and uncertainty, void. And then, a light. It starts as a flicker. It's not glaring for all to see, but it's a light nonetheless. Beautiful and mysterious, helping us to see, guiding us, warming us, comforting us. It is growing. It is shining brighter now. In one timeless moment, something of heaven is birthed through the tears of a teenage girl and the cry of a newborn baby king. All of heaven is perched at the edge of the sky, watching, waiting. God is sending the light of heaven into the dark of this world. To the young, to the old, to the weak, to the strong, to the lost, to the found. He is coming to us. He is walking with us. He is dying for us. He is living in us. Our unthinkable darkness is being shattered by unbearable light. And we gather to see, to view with fresh eyes again, the light that all the darkness in the world cannot ever extinguish. Jesus is the light of the world. Come down, come down, Emmanuel. 
amazing promise. Amen? Hallelujah. You see, we have learned how to illuminate the darkness of our world. We've learned how to create energy, to harness it and to use it, to produce the radiance of light. We have lights for every area of our life. Think about it. We have fixed lights, portable lights, dim lights, bright lights, colored lights, flashing lights. Warning lights, safety lights. We have headlights, taillights, stage lights, reading lights, night lights. And disco lights. That's all I'm saying. That's it. That's it. But there's only one light that can shine into the darkness of a broken soul and a wounded heart to reveal and light a path to hope and healing. And that's the light of God's love in the gift of His Son, Jesus Christ, born to be the light of the world and calling to say hello. help define us. Some are descriptions. Some are titles. But the reason for so many names is that the Bible is meant to reveal who God is. To show us what He is like. and teach us what he has done. But the name, which is above every name, is the name of Jesus. Yeah. 
Holy, holy. 
are so worthy of our praise, our worship, our adoration. We join with the angels to declare your glory and to give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. God is so good. Praise the Lord. Think about it. God declared to us through his names, his character, and his heart towards us that we might know with full assurance that he is for us. Yesterday at our men's breakfast, we just went through Romans chapter 8 and Paul assuring us that God's come to give us life in his spirit, that we can walk with him by his spirit and that he's for us. And Paul ends Romans chapter 8 saying that he's fully persuaded and confident that nothing can separate us from the love of God. And God goes out of his way over the top in his word to declare by describing himself through his names who he is to us and how much he is for us. But there's one thing that we need to understand. One of the darkest places on earth is not in some remote region where there is no power or modern lights available. The darkest place on earth is in a heart filled with doubts, shrouded in fear because they don't know the love that God has for them. You see, His names are more than titles. They're the declaration of His radiant love for us. Just to speak the name of Jesus causes darkness to tremble for everything that hides in the darkness knows that there's no place to hide from the glorious light of God's love that came into the world through the gift of his son demons fell before him pleading with him not to be judged before their appointed time asking not to be sent into the eternal darkness but to be given more time because darkness is exposed by light and their lives were exposed by the presence of his light. Because when light comes, darkness has to flee. What we are to remember is just this simple truth. The light has come and darkness has to flee. life carries with it the hope of all humanity. This small voice, now crying out in dark chambers, will one day still the raging sea, will call forth the dead to rise and live. This voice will declare it is finished and shatter the grip of sin. These small hands, now grasping for comfort, will one day restore sight to the blind, will break bread and feed the multitudes. These hands will feel the piercing cold of an iron spike and bring salvation through surrender. These small feet 
now wrapped in cloth, will one day travel countless miles upon dusty roads. We'll stand firm upon rushing water. These feet will crush the snake's head and step forth from an empty tomb, victorious. This small child, this wondrous, perfect gift, is Jesus, our Savior. The promise of eternity. Would you stand with us for this last song here? Get you moving this morning. Put your hands together. The shepherds came to see the baby Stood by his mother's side he laid the Savior inside a manger. Oh, what a glorious night. And oh, what a glorious night. I hear the angels singing. Hallelujah, let the earth receive the King. I know the love has come. Sing it out, Jesus. Shepherds wondered, they couldn't hide it. There's only one inside. All were amazed when they heard our God came down on the glorious night. God came down on the glorious night. I hear the angels singing, Hallelujah, let the earth. Thank you. 
All is calm now, all is quiet A star shining in the sky Below in Bethlehem, the king is sleeping Oh, what a glorious night Oh, what a glorious Hallelujah. Wow. Promise of eternity. Think about that. You see, every gift you will ever receive will fade with time. It becomes outdated, it wears out, and it'll lose its value. There's only one gift that never fades but grows brighter and brighter until the glorious day when God fulfills His Word and His promises to us. And we're swallowed up in the glorious light of His presence for all of eternity. All because a child was born, a son was given, and the light of God came into the world. Jesus said in John chapter 8, speaking to the people, He said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you will not have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. And he was proclaiming that he was the fulfillment of what Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah chapter 9. And he said, Isaiah said, Nevertheless, that time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. The land of Zebulun and Naphtali will be humbled. But there will be a time in the future when Galilee of the Gentiles, which lies along the road that runs between the Jordan and the sea, will be filled with glory. And the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. And Jesus came and declared that he was fulfilling that scripture and that light was coming into our darkness. But the greatest promise of all is found in the last chapter of the book of Revelation. At the end of the book, at the culmination of all things, chapter 22 verses 1 through 5 says this. And John writing says, And he showed me a pure river of water of, of, water of life, clear as crystal proceeding from the throne of God. And of the Lamb. In the middle of its streets and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nation, and there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and the Lamb of God shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. They shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads. There shall be no night there. They need no lamp or light of the sun. For the Lord God gives them light and they shall reign forever and ever. Amen. So what does that mean? It means the day is coming that God fulfills everything and our eternal hope 
is that the light that has come continues to shine throughout all of eternity and there will be a day when we no longer have sunrise and sunset we no longer have darkness we no longer have anything that can hide in the shadows there will be no boogeyman outside there will be light everywhere you will live in the light of God's presence nothing no shadow anywhere. just think about that a place where light see now light shines on me there's a shadow on the floor but there will be no shadow in his light everything God's promise to us not only did he come to be the beginning of light not only did he just give us a path of light but we have the hope of eternal life in the light of his presence amen Maybe you're here today and whatever. Maybe darkness in this world and everything that weighs down upon it has you hiding in the shadows in some way. Maybe you're here today and you've never accepted Christ as your Savior. Maybe you've never just invited Him into your life and given your life to Him, receiving His love and you giving your love back to Him. Maybe today's the day that you would accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. Maybe you're here today and you just need the light of His grace to flow into your heart and into your life. I'm going to ask our prayer partners to come. If you need prayer in any area, we just want to open this altar. We want to pray for you. We want to agree with you. If you need prayer in any area, you want to accept Christ, you need help, you need agreement, you need prayer, you just need the light of God to shine on you in this moment, then you come. As they lead us in one more song of worship, you come and let us pray with you this morning. Come as they sing.
fellowship with you and that if we walk in the light as you are in the light we have fellowship one with another Jesus thank you for being the light of our life thank you for coming into our lives displacing the darkness causing your truth to shine upon every area of our lives bringing your peace and your comfort into our lives thank you for your amazing saving Father, today we bless you and we thank you and we worship you. In Jesus' name. Somebody said? Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a good praise this morning. Amen.